I'm going to ask a quick question for historical context, even though I'm not there. No location is challenged. Is Hong Kong part of the British Empire in setting? It still is. Okay. That in of itself is kind of an interesting factoid with the fact that he was talking to them and the British. Yeah. Is there any further information from this that I would be able to glean, like sort of what the timeline was? Like what? What kind of thing are you looking You said three months ago is when he started fearing for his life? No, that was very recent. That was a few weeks. That was when we started contacting people. Right, right, right. This is kind of a sidebar from that, but is there anything in the apartment that looks... I mean, obviously, I know that the man's been murdered. Is there anything that, despite it being a crime scene, looks out of place or odd? Or maybe could I, like, tap around for, like, like hidden panels in the walls or something like that? Something that might be where he was concealing information or I could flavor that a different way and I could use some like I could use a I could use a gadget no you look around and uh, you do find some wooden panels and you slide past and you see a bunch of old tickets for the airplanes and uh, the tickets in they seem to go to Macau and thing is the the tickets they have been procured by the Cuban embassy and they are not on Gibson's name. They are however in the name of Scarmosa. I wonder who the Scarmosa is. Do do we know a Scarmosa? Does it seem like a pseudonym or does it, is this like is this someone someone whose name we recognize? Mm, do you have any kind of underworld knowledge? No. I do, but it almost most of it pertains to the stuff that I would be keeping tabs on. So if this person would have crossed paths or been involved with anybody post Moon War, then I might know about them. That would be it. No, this person is not related to the Moon War stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I would know what this is. So you probably will not be familiar with the name. You said that they all seem to be flights to Macau. Mm-hmm. Does it look like that's the direction that Monocle's going? You're still too early to know. It could be, but it could also be eight different countries. Maybe if we take the poker chips to John Doe, he would know more. He, we could pinpoint it more. Maybe there's some casinos in Macau that this gentleman frequents, and that would confirm that at least Macau has something. Yeah, I think that's probably probably our best bet and this is all we find i mean hidden in secret compartments yes yeah it seems like even even after traveling he wanted to hide that he had been traveling to macau but also for some reason wanted to keep the tickets instead of destroying them probably for tax purposes i'm gonna look in like more obvious places like coat pockets in the closet and drawers. I'm not going to overturn stuff or like kind of Kate the toss the joint, as they would say. Just kind of look like maybe there's some photographs of some place like around. There's always a photograph of some place. Mm-hmm. So you can see that the place does really not have much of a touch. He has not moved here that long ago. And a lot of his clothes, they seem to be on baggages which it's either that he never unpacked completely or maybe because of the threat to his life he was ready to get away okay you can see 
more personal correspondence that he has with friends that are begging him to come back to the UK. Uh, while he insists that uh, his work is much more important and uh, he's not safe on the UK and uh, at the very least he should be trying to finish this project so that uh, he and his boss that is financing his research work they plan to come in a lot of money very soon which they can actually start some investments and maybe them they can go back to the UK and try to reveal something there. So far, that is impossible. Maybe if we find the Scarmosa, we would get more of a detailed information if Monocle hasn't gotten to them first. Yeah, I think that's prob- probably the next move. Uh, on these tickets, is there any like numbers to call? No, I don't think so. There, there would probably be numbers for the airlines if there were anything. Well, the, again, this seems to have been arranged by the Cuban embassy. So the the numbers that they seem to be there seems to be either the numbers for the airline or the numbers that the, the consulate gave the company for uh, contact in case of any problems with the flight. So I got a quick question. But I know the diplomatic relations between Cuba and Chile... I mean, pretty good. They are both from the non-alignment movement. Uh, would you like to call the, the Cuban embassy and see if we can arrange a meeting? Maybe we could get a plane through them. They are allies. That is true. Would I have a, an easy way to contact John Doe? I don't know. Do you? I mean, you have so many gadgets. Having like a, a walkie-talkie. I have a lot of gadgets. With John Doe, just in case like we have have to split up except john doe is a known luddite he hates modern techno i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm just being difficult sorry (laughs) how fucking dare you you spurn my gifts of technology yeah i think we probably have like some sort of like i don't know like shortwave radio or some shit like that i would just pull that out and be like hey uh hey john come on in now john doe just you you hear him pull it out so i just uh all right, Kirk, this is a way team. What do you need? Right. We found some stuff over here that might be of interest to you. We'll bring it or We'll bring it by. You might be able to. You probably have a better mind to identify it than we do. You thought about trying to get in touch with our friends from Cuba in the area. They might be a good line on getting a vehicle. I mean, I'll see if I can convince them to go wherever we end up. But uh, I mean, what is it? Is it strange new life forms or something? Not that I can tell. I'm just might help us establish a little bit of a broader understanding of the situation, figure out what was troubling our friend. Apparently he was in contact with the Cuban embassy here and has plane tickets for a Scarmosa with a number to call if there's any... Now, Lou, as someone who is more familiar with the underworld, do I know Scarmosa? Why didn't you give me an overcome with uh, your principal? Okay, so we'll do principle of the team, because I'm going to say I know them from an official thing instead of them being a mysterious figure from my past. That will not work. It will have to be a mysterious figure. Okay, okay, then we'll do amnesia. We'll do the classic. We'll do amnesia with intuition, random access memories, and D D6. I will also say I really love the fact that uh, here just started talking because I immediately lean. I imagined them just like leaning down over Johnny's shoulder and like talking into the my, like radio he was holding up to his own face. 
Yes. <laughs> I got an eight. It completely succeeds. This is the first time I've ever rolled that well on an overcome, guys. I'm very proud of you. You're familiar with Pacos Carmorza, known around the underworld circles as perhaps the world's greatest assassin. Because, you know, people like uh, the former UN Monocle, they don't count as assassins because you work for a government. They seem to work with various gangsters over the decades and uh, they kind of disappeared. It was rumored to be in Havana where they were hiding down. And uh, you know that uh, they got to the point in which they no longer called toward the the future by killing people. And he seems to have uh, turned his absurd fortune that he got on contract killing to support scientific advancement to solve many of the issues of the world. You know that it that it's rumored that he was working in uh, expanding the application of Cuban medical advances to various countries across the world. And that after the energy crisis that hit a few years ago, that uh, he was promised to more shady investors to have an alternative to the reliance on fossil fuels that he was working on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scarmosa, he's uh, the world's greatest assassin. He used to kill people for various gangsters and stuff. Now he worries about clean energy. He lives in Havana. You never met that guy? No, I, I can't. I can't say I've met that guy. Tiberius, I'm ashamed of you. All right. If he's worried about clean energy, it makes sense. But it is interesting that he would go to all those meetings in Cuba and get it. What's the other thing you want me to look at? I mean, we're already talking. It's I, it, honestly, this one is mostly visual, so it, I don't it, it won't be as helpful to try to describe it over radio. So I'll uh, I'll hand them off to you when we when we meet up. Alright, uh, I'm gonna go find us a... So we don't know where we're going still. Not quite yet. Uh, I've got an active... I've, I've got an active tracking going, kind of starting to eliminate possibilities, but it's just gonna take a little time. Alright, I'm gonna have a sit until you guys get here. I'll look at the thing and see if we can pinpoint where we're gonna go before we start trying to charter a flight. Yeah, it sounds good. Alright, keep us updated on where you're at and we'll start heading to where you are. Also, we have some casino chips that we hope to identify. Maybe he was pl- going to casinos in a localized area. Oh, hell yeah. I love the casino. <laughs> I know. Get all dressed up. Win lots of money. I remember the last time we went. I remember the last time we went there. I had to defend you from some angry bouncers. They always accuse me of cheating. I know. And now I do have to ask, were you counting cards? What's that? I don't play blackjack. Uh, I'm a poker guy. I'm just good at reading people, remember? I don't know. I mean, they should get better at the game. Just get good. Get- I mean, you're yeah, probably right about that, but also they were mad. I mean, they were specifically bad about craps, but we'll we'll talk when you get here. All right. We'll uh, we'll see you in a bit. Away team signing off. I'm just going to take a quick preliminary look. I'm not like I said we're not going to chart anybody until we know where we're going. I'm just making sure that, like, this isn't obviously a place where Monocle's not a trap for us. But yeah, as long as there's not any horrifying traps waiting for us at the airport, I will uh, just hang tight until Joachim and Johnny arrive. 
And then look at the poker chips. Yeah, the poker chip you immediately recognize because you can speak Mandarin, right? I yes. In fact, we confirmed that in Lon- in England. You see that it is it has an Italian word, Venetio, and the rest treating on Mandarin. So you realize, oh, this is from the casino in Macau. Huh. That his team was around Venice. Ooh. Someone was going ritzy. A casino in Macau themed after Venice. The kind of experience you can only get, usually, at a casino themed around ancient Rome in Las Vegas. Which I'm also conveniently banned from. I don't want to talk about it. But this one, I don't think I am. John Doe is playing with it, so Macau seems likely. Are they all from the same casino, or... No, no, there are a few from other casinos. There's one from Lisboa Casino. There are a few others. Mm. But those are from other places other than Macau, correct? No, it's all Macau. So it's all Macau. It's a big, it's a big gambling town. This guy was hitting up all the ca- was hitting all the casinos in Macau. You have a tickets to Macau. No, there were a lot of casinos. There's like ships for four. Yeah. That's still a lot of casinos. Usually somebody sticks, I don't know. There's a lot of places from... Not a lot of casinos from Macau. A lot of people, and I actually didn't know this fun fact, a lot of people go to Macau just to gamble, but it's also telling of one simple fact. You didn't cash out. Why would you not cash out unless you're planning on going back? Since they were going to come into some money, I wonder if they won big at a gambling joint casino. Huh. Or they were having meetings there. I mean, it's an easy place to arrange a cloak and dagger meeting. Think about it. People come and go. People really aren't paying attention to what? Very smoky. Very drunk. Usually they want to have people want to play Baccarat. I, mm, yeah, Macau seems the right choice. All right. Let's see if I can get us a flight there. Now, I'm going to do the easy thing. Are there any flights going to Macau that I can see? Not today, but you can... Probably get when that goes to Laos and then for Macau, or you can wait another day. I say getting to Laos then Macau seems smart. I'm, I mean, because genuinely at this point, I think uh, I find one that's got enough seats for us, and I book us a flight. John Doe is a travel agent, super spy, superhero. What can't he do? So you're going directly to, um, to Macau or? You want to do anything else in Bangkok before leaving? Uh, should we hit up the Cuban embassy? I mean, it can't hurt while they're fueling the plane. But let's keep quiet that the good doctor's life challenged. Don't want more super teams converging on Macau. Mm-hmm. Johnny, you want to take the lead on talking to the ambassadors, or do you want me to? Maybe you should. Joachim? I don't think so, because somebody may uh, recognize you. I'm a little worried about that. Fair. Uh, Just a little worried. I mean... I do have a very distinctive jawline. Yeah, and a mysterious past that where a lot of people remember you, but you don't remember them. It's only happened... John Doe starts counting on his fingers. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him. 11 or 12 times this year... Yeah, no, uh, point point well taken. All right, uh, yeah, I'll I'll take the I'll be the face on that one. 
You and Joachim take the lead. I'll be uh, in disguise, hopefully. Sitting on this bench in disguise, uh, waiting. So we give John Doe a baseball cap and some sunglasses, and he is indiscernible. You'd never know. Never seen again. <laughs> yeah, we never, we never, we could never tell that he is there. Blue hoodie, baseball cap, sunglasses, and some New Balance shoes. He's wearing sleeves. He's wearing sleeves too. John Doe would rather be would rather die. You will you will have to force him to wear <laughs> sleeves. It's a it's a it's a hoodie with the sleeves ripped off. All right. So you approach the U embassy and uh, told to introduce yourselves as undercover as yourselves. I feel like we should. I mean. We did kind of establish that the Cubans are on good terms with the Chileans for the most part. I feel like if we say, hi, we're here from Chile, we, uh, we're getting some concerning reports from Professor Gibson, and we just wanted to know if you'd heard anything or if like things are okay. I don't feel like that's the worst tactic, but I also don't know if there's like a piece of that story that we don't have yet where they're going to be like, oh, that motherfucker. So... You tell that, and immediately the secretary at the reception goes inside, says, the ambassador wants to see you urgently. Well, we would love to speak with them. Please, we are ready as, uh, at the ambassador's earliest convenience. Yeah. They cart you in, and the ambassador introduces himself. So, I'm sorry to hear about uh, Professor Gibson's. We were worried ever since, uh, well, T did not schedule our next meeting. I do want to clarify, I would not have disclosed that he was dead. Well, but you all say that he's in trouble, right? So I would have said that much. Does he seem like he knows that he's dead? No, he seems to know that he was afraid of his life. Okay. We were trying to help him last time we talked, but uh, he found... Uh, our answers are not satisfying, and uh, I know that he'll look for help elsewhere. I hope things turn better now that uh, you are here. Have you been able to contact him and uh, make your own proposal? We have been having a little bit of uh, difficulty in getting in touch with him. We just wanted to know if you had any recollection of him acting oddly or uh, anything where he said he might be going, any sort of uh, any information you can provide that would help us. Uh, ensure his safety. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. No, but uh, I know who will like to talk with you and see. Maybe they can provide you better information. Excuse me. And he starts dialing the phone, resting it against his neck so that he can continue talking to you while this goes on. Were you the one corresponding with him regularly or was it someone within the embassy? or No, no. Also, can I get a vibe check here? Yeah, you get to check to the vibe. John Doe's outside. Yeah, I need to check the... I know. Uh, that's why it's up to me to check the vibe. Uh, you get a sense that uh, he feels like the danger is more significant than you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it doesn't seem like he's calling in uh, somebody to take us out. No, it seems like you realize, oh, this shit is way more serious than they're talking about. Okay, okay. We need to step out the game. Because you are there even, 
and you say that you have problems contacting. So why would you be coming to the Cuban embassy if you did not know more stuff? And is something have got worse? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll just let uh, Highwayman take the lead here. Um, yeah, I think if this person doesn't have any more like kind of actionable information, I'm probably just going to let him complete the phone call. And because uh, he said that there was someone who wanted to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, after the call comes through, he passes to you, and uh, you hear a voice in Spanish from the other side. Hey. Johnny responds in Spanish. Hello, Johnny Jennings. Uh, uh, may I ask uh, who I'm speaking to, if, if you don't mind? Castro. So, Jennings, you work for El Poeta. How's my compañero doing? What's the correct form of address for Castro? <laughs> I don't know. How old you address Castro? Respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drinking my respect, Commandante Juice. Yeah, w- w- was he the president at this point in history? Yeah. I say, uh, well, uh, Mr. President, at last I spoke to him, he was doing quite well. I am, uh, I'm pleased to report. Uh, respectfully, sir, uh, it's it's an honor. Seeking some information on a. Uh, gentleman who was studying a specific thing here um, who has been we're afraid is in a spot of trouble. Professor Gibb coming up with something called the Solex Educator. Uh, we were hoping that you might be able to provide us any sort of actionable information so we can protect him. I don't feel like I should lie to Castro. I feel like I should <laughs> I should fucking probably tell him the goddamn truth. He's Castro. Ah, El Inglés. Mm. Yeah, El Inglés Gateson. He was working for Scarmorza. Scarmorza, he used it to do some work for me and on his late years. And also he stayed in Cuba for what, five years or so. It was my guest. He, as you can imagine, someone on his line of work, he likes to do things through intermediaries. We were the ones that uh, were arranging the deals between Gibson and Scamorza. We were clearing the money and getting Gibson the support that he needed. Thing is, recently, around what, last spring or something, Gibson made some progress on whatever he is working. The solar plexus, uh, no, Solex agitator, see? So he was moving to production of the first, well, prototype reactor on some location. And that point, he and Scamorza, they started interacting directly. And uh, we kind of stopped being intermediaries at that point. Make sure that both of them, they had the tickets to, to meet in Macau. May I ask you what you intend to do? Do you think that, uh, that things may have soured between Scamorza and Gibson? I think Scamorza might have other uh, designs for the reactor. I think in this moment, Johnny, I realize that this is not, this is him kind of making a command decision that he may not be entitled to make. 
but I think he just kind of drops a little bit of the facade and he says, Mr. President, I have to apologize for not being forthright with this information, but unfortunately, Gibson reached out to us uh, fearing for his life. Uh, when we arrived here, we were too late. Uh, pr Professor Gibson is dead, so the odds of something having soured uh, seem highly likely. Apologize for not being more forthright with that information, but we are uh, trying to ascertain who might have been interested in bringing harm to our, our, our friend here. Uh, the working relationship between Scarmorsa and, uh, and Gibson, did it seem like they were working well together? I mean, were they, was there tension that you were aware of between the two of them? Well, I will not say before, well, back when we were intermediaries, but uh, things might have changed over the last three months, so I cannot fully dismiss the possibility. Scamorza, of course, you don't get uh, to the position that uh, he is without being very ruthless, and I know that uh, he was planning to auction the Solex agitator to the highest bidder as a way to boot drum uh, interest on the solar reactors and uh, also to get financing for the next thing. But uh, I don't see how cutting off Gibson this way to avoid giving him his share or uh, risking him go to other countries and replicate the Solex agitator would really be a factor because the, the goal at the end is still is to spread out the use of this technology so it would be maybe worse for immediate goal of uh, getting the funds but if you get another country building your own uh, solex agitator they are already putting the funds themselves and kind of defeat the point and scamorto has always been a pragmatic man so this seems the fittest and also the likelihood of there being a problem when the person that developed the Solex is dead. Yeah, I I don't... I failed to see how things would have turned so sour. Mr. President, was there any... Did Gibson ever speak of a British interest in this piece of technology? And further from that, do you see the Solex agitator as something that the British would be interested in or would that be antithetical to their as is common with much of the imperial world do you think they would have more of an interest in maintaining the status quo vis-a-vis -vis fossil fuels is this could the solex agitator have been a, a threat to the structure of their country yeah that's it yeah Miku, you are hitting the point exactly Gibson left the UK in the first place because they shut down his research and threatened to blacklist him back when uh, the Snatcher was in power because uh, they wanted to invest deeply into a privatized fossil fuel industry. So that's why he left in the first place. They really tried hard to knock out these efforts. I yeah, if anything, the British, their control over the world depends on the control of the axis of oil production and distribution, or rather the second fiddle that they play to that to the Americans now. But uh, yeah, it would be against their interest to see this technology well spread. This is the same reason why Scamorza is in hiding. 
he know I know that he has some dealings with the Chinese, but uh, just like he had with me, so that to allow him to recover. Then ever since he left Havana, he has been hiding somewhere in China, not exactly where I, where I know. Mr. President, are you familiar with a uh, British operative codenamed Monocle? Yes, she tried to kill me 12 times. Speaking uh, separate from our conversation, I commend you and anyone who was there to defend you that uh, he didn't succeed. <laughs> But uh, he did. It would appear he was the one to take the life of Professor Gibson. It seems that the British may have gotten what they wanted. If we didn't find any remaining evidence at Gibson's apartment of plans or documentation for the Solex agitator. So if Monocle was able to take that away, then of course the British would, they'd have the man who had all the information dead and they'd have the original plans in such a way where they could, at, at worst, simply destroy them. And then this device is gone from the world forever. At best, it would allow them to maintain that control that you mentioned over the energy, just in that this was proprietary British technology. Con. Uh, I, I do struggle to see where Scarmorza might fit into that picture, but... They have sent exactly the only person that could make Scarmorza come out of hiding. Because Scarmorza probably is working safely with this prototype somewhere in hiding on China. But if he knows that, that Monocle is coming after him, his pride as the only person that might compete with him to the title of the world's greatest assassin is out to get them, he might want to settle the question of who's the best once and for all. That might be the only thing that uh, might get Scamorza to come out of hiding. This can now be just a trap to take out Scamorza, because otherwise he'll just finish his work quietly and people will only learn about, about the reactor when its prototype is being sold or China starts making it at the large scale. So you would say that probably significant priority in this situation at this point would be to get to Scarmorza as quickly as possible and inform them so that they can act accordingly, not get pulled into the trap. Yeah, I would say so. But the thing is, he's probably waiting on Gibson for more to discuss test results and the new information on the The Solex and how it has been performed. He's probably expecting a meeting this week on Macau. And the, it's probably take a time until he learns about his dad. So you might find him in Macau rather than in, in his hideout. But Kaiser uh, takes a pause. Scamorza did not survive to this day by being a trusting man. You'll have to rent him out and earn his trust. And you have to do it before Monocle enters the picture, because otherwise things are only going to get more complicated. I wish you good luck, my friend, and I need it. Mr. President, before you go, would you have, at, at this time, any particular way to contact Scamorza? No, unfortunately not. The dropout contacts that I had was all through the casinos that uh, he goes with. There is this gunsmith that uh, makes his weapons, In Macau, that's usually a good dropout point. That's where you also might find him. So usually we arrange his meetings through the staff of one of four casinos or with this gunsmith. 
That's an incredibly helpful piece of the puzzle. I, uh, I appreciate your time very much, Mr. President, and I also appreciate all of this. This has been incredibly helpful. I'm, I'm very grateful for your time. No problem. Again, do just try to deal with Monocle as soon as possible. The Soldex, it has a lot of potential. We will uh, try to ensure we get this information away from him as soon as we can. Uh, I have some tracking data on him right now, and uh, I'm receiving more as we speak. So uh, we will try to be at his location as quickly as we can. Very well. I'll do my best not to let you down, Mr. President. And Johnny hands the phone back to the Cuban ambassador. The gunsmith is uh, Mr. Lazar. Uh, this is the ambassador saying that? Yes. He says, do you have any way to contact this Mr. Lazar in a way that might be discreet enough so as not to make him feel uncomfortable? I can uh, make an appointment for you to visit him as a client. I would very much appreciate that, preferably for at, at his earliest convenience. Very well. So what do you do next? I think at this point we just we would just be heading to meet up with John Doe. Uh, yeah, I think we would just head off to head off to meet up with John Doe. Um, and I would also leave some contact info with the Cuban ambassador so that he can get in touch with us for whenever he is able to set up that meeting. Brad, I'm sorry you didn't get to talk to Castro. No, no, this needs to be a scene. This is very important to me. So when Johnny comes out, John Doe's sitting there like reading a book and just like, oh, how'd it go? Uh, I mean, we... We're able to kind of put a lot of puzzle pieces together. Um, turns out that uh, Scamorz is actually a uh, a positive acquaintance of uh, of Gibson's. They were working together to try and distribute uh, information on the agitator to seems like primarily China, um, with the intent of just trying to set up more of these reactors around the world. It's a positive thing. The British, as it turns out, don't particularly care for that they're they kind of cast their lot in with fossil fuels so monocle's taking that information because it's a threat to status quo as it is monocle might also be trying to gun for scamorza's accolades as best assassin in the world might be trying to draw him out and use gibson as kind of the the bait so to speak oh i did get all of this information from uh one mr fidel castro John Doe very calmly uh, puts the book down and just, you talked to Castro? I did. He was very pleasant. He's the one unallied leader I haven't met. Well, uh, listen, he and I are basically best friends right now. So at this point, I just, maybe I can set y'all up with a with just like a meeting sometime, maybe brunch or something. I, why do you, you know what? I'm not even, I'm not even going to start. Let's go. Well, uh, oh, hey, don't worry. I'll have you come around. I'm crossing off Bangkok. We're never coming back to Bangkok. I, I, I gotta be honest. So far, I mean, other than some of the sort of more unfortunate circumstances, I'm actually really enjoying Bangkok. Uh, but hey, I'm sure you are. I'm hey, sure you are. Sometime soon, I'll just we can have uh, this sort of a, a get together with my very good friend Fidel Castro and uh, my other. It won't be in fucking Bangkok. My other good friend, the president of Chile. I hate. I, I never come back to Bangkok. City's dead to me. Well, that's good, because we do need to head to Macau. Uh, the casinos uh, that we were able to identify chips from, uh, turns out that these were mostly uh, meeting locations, places that uh, Gibson would... Yeah, I would fill, I would just fill John in on the uh, purpose of the, the casinos and also the gunsmith and also, like, you know, we may 
be getting a, a contact from the Cuban ambassador about, you know, setting up a meeting with this gunsmith, etc. Fine. Let's go. Hey, Bangkok. Bangkok's great. I, I make a show of buying some street food on the way out and just being like, oh, this is delicious. This is a great city. Uh, have we procured an actual plane? We did. John did. I booked. I yeah. I booked us a flight. Okay. Shall we get to Macau, or is anything else you want to do? You don't want to have a twenty-five minute long scene about just us being on a plane? Oh, okay. <laughs> but what have we did? What have we made it exciting? <laughs> it's just. It's just. It's just. I will have a double gin and tonic, and I'll have a. Yes, I'll have the beef. John Doe does, in fact. Uh, no, I, I can't think of a funny way to bully uh, to bully Johnny on the plane. That isn't also a crime. So let's go. Yeah, I, I think I think Joachim is in the middle seat. I should also be clear. Johnny would Johnny would not drink on the plane. Joachim is in the middle seat, all cramped up. It's very comical. Yeah. So are you trying to come into normal channels or are you trying to to get smuggled in? I think probably normal channels, but under assumed identities. Mm-hmm. That would be, I think, the most innocuous thing to do. Just like, you know, wear civilian clothes and just have falsified documents and stuff. But we're, we're going through normal channels. I would also be flying the bike over, which is, uh, you know, obviously a little bit more obtrusive, but whatever. So, Macau, can you think why it might be a problem to go into Macau now? Does this have anything to do... Is it still part of Britain? Yeah. I was going to say it's either something to do with Britain or something to do with our behavior in Japan. No, it's actually related to Last Ark, actually. Fuck, is is Macau still part of Portugal? Macau is a Portuguese colony in China, yes. Oh, shit. We're going to have to sneak in, aren't we? Well, I don't know. So things are actually very complicated. So while the Vasco government is rallying resistance against the Spanish advance, the government of Marius Virus has been recognized as legitimate by the, the West in EC. And one of the first things that they did was to surrender control of Portuguese territories to Spain, the rest of NATO, and put the question of reorganizing the country back in the hands of the American Empire. And this includes colonies still decolonizing, such as Macau. Now, it is, is very sudden. So it is on this weird state of transition. So am I able to just exploit the confusion? Uh, on the other way, you can see Spanish authorities becoming very involved in the future. And might be a thing to consider during our activities in Macau especially if they know that you are there. So we just go in and pretend that we are just some high rollers looking to play the casinos. Mm-hmm. We are in no way politically involved. Then it's time to look the part. Let's be Americans. This is the the sec or the third time in the podcast that John Doe puts on sleeves. <laughs> John Doe dresses up. He has dumb cufflinks that look like dice and a tie pin that looks like a poker chip. Johnny is wearing a tuxedo and, well, I'm probably not wearing a tuxedo on the plane. 
No, you know what? Why not? I'm selling it. So yeah, I'm wearing a tuxedo and uh, is wearing a Stetson, but I've traded it out for a formal black Stetson. Snakeskin band? Snakeskin band, absolutely. I've got a bolo tie. Uh, yeah, it's a tuxedo with a bolo tie. Okay, I need help deciding. Should I go in flamboyantly or should I go in like a bodyguard? Flamboyantly. Flamboyant bodyguard. So I think uh, Joachim has once again a low cut uh, shirt, bell bottoms. This is all um, what color? I think orange and a large wide brimmed hat with a lot of feathers. Basically um, like a very Elton John look with uh, transition sunglasses. Not the not the new kind of transition sunglasses. I mean the one that's, you know, they're big, they're wide, it's dark at the top, and it's light at the bottom. Transition sunglasses, I think. I don't remember what they're called. I haven't seen them in years, but I remember them being... It, it doesn't matter what they're called. They're called fantastic. Yeah, exactly. They also have a lot of gambling symbols on there, like maybe a... A roulette wheel. Yes, roulette wheel. I didn't want to go with dice because it's like John Doe already has the dice. So yeah, roulette wheel, cufflinks, and buttons. Perfect. We look the part. Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarve, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlaxer. They can be found at SGCA Delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Citadel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast because a friend told us about it.